0: Mike, one, Mike, one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? welcome to did you america did we agree that the new year made it season three
1: yes i did the research the first episode of season two was our first episode of 2021 Okay. I didn't actually do the research, but I know you're not going to test me on that. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. This is officially season three. We...
0: Episode, what's the first number? <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Jeremy, of course, still in a bad mood for uh, being a uh, 110% practicing Jew and not partaking in Christmas. Look. So he walked into my apartment wanting to recall today's episode and went, Right, today we're going to start with my plans for a Jewish-only bar.
1: Yeah, well, okay, first of all, is it going to
0: be called the Anne (laughs) Frank?
1: the bar is empty and closed but everyone's raging upstairs in the attic (laughs) right exactly honestly that's an incredible concept we are ending the podcast right now i'm diving into this business plan we'll be back for season four in
0: 2023 it's it's all in the attic (laughs) and and every so often someone goes keep it down or they're gonna know you're up
1: there yeah yeah, right every hour like everyone has to be quiet and drink and just act like you know nazis are downstairs and whatnot (laughs)
0: It's <laughs> just like opening the curtains going, do they look German? They look a bit German. <laughs> I, I should also
1: point out, it's not going to be Jewish only as in like Gentiles can't come in because, you know, that's not what Jews are known for. I just, no no Christian person is going to want to come in on. First of all, let me start by saying Christmas should be banned from ever happening on a weekend. You know what's great about Hanukkah? We don't stick to one particular date for Hanukkah. Randomly, sometimes Hanukkah's in November. Like, we can't figure out when Hanukkah is. All of a sudden, every year, my mom's like, Jeremy, it's Hanukkah. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, I had no idea. The Christians do that with Easter, right? That's how every holiday should be. Christmas should never fall on the weekend. I think Christian people can agree with me on this, because then you don't even get a real holiday. You don't get off of work. Your holiday is stuck on a weekend. Mm. So, when I become president, the first thing I'll be doing... Is
0: Jews-only balls. Yes,
1: and Christmas (laughs) is not allowed on the weekends but think of how great this bar would be so you know it's Christmas naughty Christmas Eve I knew I wasn't gonna be able to do I think I went to my mom's house I had dinner with her I sat on my couch and watched movies all night I was a little disappointed because I I, it was a Friday night and I wanted to go out and enjoy my weekend there
0: would have been like 50 other Fridays in the year and you
1: didn't go out on those days I will admit I did drive around to like the different bar areas I go to in Dallas I did see a few bars open I went into one in like it was just so depressing I had to leave like you know in movies when people are alone on Christmas and like there's the one old drunk guy in the bar and like the Santa hat who's like kind of dying on the bar because he never leaves the bar Yeah, those were the people I was drinking with last weekend or Christmas weekend you're in your own little Hallmark Christmas movie for a minute I was essentially Scrooge and he was the old guy that was about to die in front of Scrooge that helped Scrooge be like oh my god my life is miserable have
0: I told you how um, I think watching uh, so many Hallmark Christmas movies may have rotted my brain i'm going to admit to something and i I actually this was this happened about a week ago i haven't seen you um and this is still like playing on my mind. So in that week between Christmas and new year, where no one's really doing anything and everything's out of sync. Right. right I was, uh, one day I was bored in the afternoon and it was a bit cold outside and I'm, I'm flipping around the channels and, um, not that they sponsor this podcast, but should YouTube TV want to sponsor this podcast? I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying their work. Now, initially I was very reluctant to get rid of 500 channels of cable. Right. Um, but I invested in YouTube TV and, you know, they really, really won me over when just before Christmas they took the Hallmark Channel. So suddenly I had my 24-hour Christmas movies, right? Of course. Um, And uh, and also, uh, talk about A Christmas Wish, about a month before Christmas, they started showing MTV Classic, which the work of which I was unfamiliar with, but they have a five-hour show on every Friday called Metal Madness. It's just 80s and 90s metal videos. Oh!
1: Wait, so that was like your separation from Christmas like you got your Christmas fix but then you also got your metal fix it wasn't like
0: metal Christmas I'm getting a metal fix every Friday for five hours the (laughs) logo for Metal Madness is Dio I mean my god right but it wasn't like all of
1: a sudden they were playing like Iron Maiden's obscure Christmas album like it was legit metal for the whole five hour block
0: every Friday Okay, metal isn't it isn't for Christmas it's for life oh okay anyway this is not the point but the other thing so there's three things YouTube TV if you want to sponsor this podcast this would be my endorsements. Oh my God. Being a gay, I was like, where's the Hallmark Christmas movies? And then, like, a, a fairy from the gay world came down and gave me my wish. Suddenly, Hallmark
1: was on my YouTube TV. I can see the commercial now. <laughs> I would be in a fairy costume.
0: You are so desperate to play a gay. Um, so, um, so yeah, so the Hallmark showed up at the MTV Classic. I like the idea that MTV can't show videos anymore. You want music? That's classic. Uh, so, MTV Classic with Metal right. Madness. But this is the other thing they did. Um, They had this uh, Black Friday sale on um, where... I forget the actual price, but it was something ridiculous. Like, I could get um, Showtime for for two months for, like, 49 cents a month. Yeah, I know. It was a good deal. So... I'm going to cancel it soon. Once it goes back to the full price. So I've been doing a lot of Showtime. Like, what's on Showtime? What do I want? To, what do I want to watch? I find this movie. For, it's about ten, fifteen years old, right? But it is a Guy Ritchie movie with Jason Statham from like two thousand six, two thousand seven. And it's called Revolver, right? Okay. Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham. You could not be more in my wheelhouse. It's right, if up you your sh- alley. right.
1: The only difference is if it's a Christmas movie. Please tell me it's a Christmas movie. It's not a
0: Christmas movie, but I'm I'm watching it on that week between Christmas and New Year when there's not a lot going on. And this movie, Revolver, right? For the first 15 minutes, is your standard Jason Statham fare. Except that this is must be one of his earliest movies because he's got hair. Oh, now that's that, weird. That threw me off. Yeah, but what I'm about to say is going to get even weirder. About 15 minutes into this movie, the plot starts going a bit skew-whiff. And we're like 15 minutes into what's a good two-hour movie. And I suddenly thought, I'm not following what's going on here. And then it got weirder and weirder. And we- and then at the end, it finished. And I thought, I've just spent two hours of my life watching a Jason Statham movie And I don't know what happened. How has my brain rotted so much through so much? I've watched so much Hallmark Christmas movie. I can't follow a Jason Statham Guy Ritchie movie. Wow. I I know
1: I just spent the first five minutes of this podcast bashing Christmas as a lonely Jew on the holiday. But I got to tell you. I officially love Christmas movies. You know why? Because Christmas movies have ruined your brain so much that you finally see action movies the way I see them. I told you, that was the exact same reaction I had the first time I saw Taken. It was all this action, and all of a sudden it was over. I said, what the hell did I just sit through for two hours? You did that with a significantly worse movie, sure, but you still had that same experience.
0: How... Can anyone not follow a movie with Jason Statham in it? It's ridiculous! <laughs> so I was a bit, uh, it's weird, they have, when the credits roll, Right, they've got doctors, like actual doctors, talking about people's state of mind. What kind of a guy Ritchie movie is that? Oh, when weird. the credits roll, I'm expecting to see the outtakes.
1: Right, either that <laughs> or a random mid-credit scene that makes you think, like, "Oh, this actually was a good movie."
0: Yeah. So anyway, I um, I think uh, I I've, I've definitely um. So I'm done with Christmas. It made me take down my Christmas decorations yesterday. I noticed
1: that. You were real quick with that. I still have friends who are keeping it up at least till February. No,
0: we'll see. Again, another uh, thing th- I hate. Some people were messaging me yesterday because I said that I was taking them down, going, oh my God, you've taken them down so, so soon. And that actually quite annoyed me because these were the same people that were criticizing me for putting them up at the start of November. Right. right? It's like sex. You're supposed to have a lot of foreplay. <laughs> Once Christmas has come, it's over. Right, all right. right. No, like, and, and the cleanup is. It's never any fun. Yeah. So And you expect Christmas to last a bunch of hours, but it only lasts a few minutes. Right, it's like bang, there you go. <laughs> Christmas just shot its load I, and now it's time to put everything away. I do love the way
1: you do Christmas because you you don't you don't just like burst your home with you know North Polisms the moment it hits November like it was a slow burn you know, yeah some some decorations went up your revolving tree went up then we had some pictures all of a sudden like by the week before Christmas I thought it was snowing in your apartment
0: yeah that I was adding to it bit by bit and also I feel like another victory for another year because the revolving tree did not go up in flames right it survived, <laughs> it survived another year my tree that I brought over from the UK which plugs in and is meant to revolve and play music light up but only manages to do two out of three things because of the difference in voltage from the UK to the US once again got through another you know almost two months of being on display and at no point did any smoke come from it so so but these people that say 12th night like blah 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 like once New Year's here I'm no fan of New Year mostly because to me it signifies the end of Christmas right? right New Year's Eve I I, my roof terrace from this apartment where I live I get a perfect view of downtown and I could walk literally 100 feet it might not even be that far to the roof terrace i don't even have to get in the elevator because i live on the top floor i literally do a left out of my apartment door walk straight down a corridor and then i'll be at the roof terrace from that roof terrace i've got a perfect view of downtown dallas where you can see the reunion tower which is where dallas put on an almighty um new year's eve fireworks display right i'm so not a fan of new year's i couldn't even be bothered to do that i was in bed by 10 30 i think <laughs> i got woke up by the bangs at midnight. And then like rolled over and went back to sleep. And the reason is because I'm thinking, well, it's new year's Eve seven days ago. I was enjoying it's a wonderful life like every good American right and and looking forward to like the one day but then the, December 25th as I said Christmas has come it's shot its load it's over clean up put everything away
1: again this is absolutely great news for me 2022 I'm telling you Christmas Eve me and you tending bar at Frank's place and in parentheses and then New Year's while I'm out getting drunk you could work <laughs>
0: All right. And the whole thing's going to be... Everyone's going to be... There's this new bar called Anne Frank's. Where is it? It's upstairs.
1: It's a speakeasy. You got to (laughs) be quiet about it. You can't just go... We'll tell you the password. It's, you know... No Nazis please So
0: um, someone who didn't have uh, so much of a great Christmas was uh, Ghislaine Although to be honest I'm a little bit underwhelmed by the whole Ghislaine Maxwell situation now Because I feel like it's ended or it's about to end Because her next thing is to get sentenced No
1: you're forgetting You're forgetting what happened with Jeffrey Epstein Now's when the real stuff happens
0: She's about to kill herself in a really scary way (laughs) There uh, There was a meme that went round uh, that said uh, it was uh, the day after she got convicted because we're waiting for her to be sentenced now right. right we haven't had the sentencing so the day after she got convicted the meme was just a picture of Ghislaine Maxwell and it said Ghislaine Maxwell 1961 to sometime next week <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to guess. We're going to put that on But I, I wonder... So, well, I mean, I guess... But my, the thing I was looking forward to was Jizzfest, right? Which right. was going to be the greatest festival lineup ever, where she named the names of all of the super famous people who used to fly in and out on the Lolita Express, to pedophile island, and she was going to name them in return for getting a lighter sentence. So I guess... There was. It was not in her interest to name those names during the court case because the jurors clearly were looking at the evidence and went, I don't care how many members of the royal family and ex-presidents you give us, you're clearly guilty as hell. So we're going to find you guilty as hell. So I guess now is the time where she's going to go, all right. It's time to print out the posters of all of the the VIPs that I'm gonna roll on. Yeah, I mean, clearly the lady never watched court
1: TV a day in her life because she would know that she could have taken that whole court case and made a total (laughs) spectacle of it. She didn't even take the stand. Day one, take the session, she'd have been like, I have a few names for you, sir, and then boom. Uh, uh hillary um obama uh, uh bush trump whatever just throw them out
0: there <laughs> every living president oh, and, and a then we'll dead get on, ones then we'll get onto to the royal family john <laughs> adams i uh i i am amused now though That um the the attention seems to be now on prince andrew because they've got that I've never seen that picture so much of of of, 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 of him <laughs> yeah. with a, with a, a teenage girl and Ghislaine just kind of like coily in the background you'd see Where he's, like yeah. like he's like creepily like looking like oh they caught me he's creepily uh kind of cozying up to uh, what, what looks like a girl of like 17 18 ish and then but in the background there's laying with this look on her face is in so much to say 30 years down the line this picture might come in useful for me like you need <laughs> right. to so, and I, and I love the fact that, um, we're now at a point in time where he's handled this situation so badly, Prince Andrew, mostly because I think as a result of growing up as a member of the royal family, he has no context on what it is to be a member of real life because he's just been able to get away with doing whatever he wants for, the, for, for his entire, uh, entire life. So people now speculate that because she's been convicted, it's more likely that anyone who wants to bring any charges against him has got more of a chance of doing that. Uh, And there are pictures and various uh, uh, people that say that they were part of the Ghislaine um, Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein world, and uh, Prince Andrew was there partying. I don't know whether um, he was or he wasn't. But what I did find amusing was that his defense team, their go-to immediately was, oh... Well, I think you'll find there's a few technicalities here that we could get this thrown out on because there's nothing like proving you're innocent by saying, well, you can't bring this to court because we've got technicalities. <laughs> Loopholes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I right? think the best part is that like
1: an hour after the verdict came down for Ghislaine, the next headlines about the case were like, Prince Andrews wants all the evidence sealed for his case. Like, right. right. <laughs> oh, why would you want that? I don't know. I, the worst part has to be for Prince Andrews is like, now you know i've we've discussed on this podcast i'm pretty ignorant about the royal family everything i know is either like terrible headlines that i half-ass read or stuff that you tell right. me i think but-
0: prince andrew is pretty ignorant as well of the royal family like it's only how you <laughs> right. should behave well, as one well
1: that's my point. was like i i never knew there even was a prince andrew until all this epstein stuff started coming right. out like you know i knew queen elizabeth i knew princess diana i knew the two brothers or whatever but like that was it those were the only names i ever heard and then all of a Sudden, there's this guy who's like not sweating, doesn't really have eyebrows on my screen. I'm like, who is this guy? Apparently he's the screw up of the whole family. Now he's really the screw up of the whole family. Well, the,
0: the, the thing is that the two my two takeaways from where we currently are in the Prince Andrew debacle is one, he tried to have it all thrown out on a technicality, which is a very unconvincing way of saying that you're innocent. And two, one of the claims is uh he claimed that he couldn't have been in some scenario that he was supposed to have been in. Uh, because he said that he didn't sweat. This was, uh, this was you know, previously news about uh, 12 to 18 months ago. One of the people who's now trying to bring him to court, and it's being speculated that there's more chance of him going to court now because Ghislaine's been uh, convicted. One of the people who's uh, bringing a court case against him is saying, prove that you don't sweat. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> Run on this track. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I mean we're going to get the cameras in that courtroom, and there's going to be a Peloton. I <laughs> that, right? <laughs> and they're going to be like this. The it's the Prince Andrew court case brought to you by Peloton. Get on the bike, motherfucker, and show us that you don't sweat. I don't think that's go even, up this mountain on the screen. I don't
1: even think that's going to be an issue. I think like the f- moment they bring up the first like witness to whatever the case is, and it's like a girl who's like, I saw him. He's going to start just start dripping <laughs> like that meme from the guy from Key and Peele, where he's just like drenched in water.
0: The other uh, a bit of information that came out about the royal family, and I think this might be where Prince Andrew got his idea. That that we could just seal all of the records and then he won't have to answer anything. Some records were unsealed uh, a couple of weeks ago relating to events around the death of Princess Diana, right? And just when you thought you were going to find out some juicy gossip about who actually killed Diana, the most controversial detail that was found in these records that have been sealed for 25 years or whatever it is, is that... Are you ready for this? (laughs) The royal family objected to Elton John singing a new version of Candle in the Wind at Diana's funeral like How that was the day <laughs> you know who was really offended by that elton well you now people took that story to mean that that was proof that the queen absolutely hated Princess Diana because she was of the opinion of like oh god okay wasn't well, the proof that she killed her? I sent her to the tunnel I <laughs> guess we have to go to I guess we have to go to the funeral but there's only space for one queen at this funeral <laughs> me and I certainly don't need a second bespectacled one in a, gl- in a glittery jacket singing a new version of one of his songs because I can't st- Stand that bitch elton or diana so I- instead i will be singing candle in the wind i think well i mean that may well that may well have been um the 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 thought process but I also don't think that. I mean, it could have also been that uh, Elton sent the Queen, probably you know, back in the '90s, a cassette version of what he did. Darling, I've changed the words for the People's Princess. The Queen might have listened to it and gone, "Oh my God, this is fucking shit. No way is he singing." <laughs> I mean, if, Goodbye, England's Rose. <laughs> if I was the Queen, I'd be like, "Oh no, shut up, the, shut up."
1: The Queen was like, "Ellen, we did all that blow together in the '70s. Now you're on her side. What the hell?"
0: She said, Listen, you peaked in the 70s when you were doing a load of cocaine with Princess Margaret. Do you know her? She she was famous for partying in the 70s. I think she might have fucked Mick Jagger.
1: She's at like the very bottom of the the Ghislaine Fest list. No. She was still there. She
0: she wouldn't have remembered it. That would have been her her technicality, would have been, I was doing a lot of cocaine at the time. Wait, what are you going to do? And she goes, I know you think bad of me for being being a member of the royal family admitting to doing a lot of cocaine but at least elton was doing decent fucking songs then by the time he (laughs) gave everything up in the 90s and we got that travesty version of candle in the wind at diana's funeral get that shit out of (laughs) here but yeah seriously like goodbye it's a terrible version of a song that's just like oh i mean i would have loved it imagine if that was the queen was like oh fuck off are we having this uh funeral
1: <laughs> let's get something poppy you know exciting i'm still standing let's go exactly exactly all right uh we'll which is the most appropriate song for a funeral ever i just realized that
0: we just want it to be upbeat we just want it to be upbeat um I will be back with uh, part two uh we should do some uh, stuff for betty white um OJ's been talking about Bernie. It's nice to see him getting involved with the tributes. And uh, also, I don't want to bring you uh, bad news for uh, the start of the year, but uh, brace yourself, boys and girls, dads and granddads. Tomorrow is the last day for BlackBerry. All right, let's do uh, part two of Did You America. Uh, by the way, no song of the week this week because I don't know if you noticed, but my God, there was some dross that gets released towards the end of the year. I went through the the new music playlist for the online streaming services. And about the only thing I could recognize is Kiefer Sutherland. Wait, he does music? Well, that's maybe a stretch. He's definitely got an album out. Whether you <laughs> could call it musical, I don't know. I believe it sounded kind of like bad country. Okay. So you he's... know, there was that band in the 80s, Big Country. Yeah. Well, well, Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> is bad country. So this is
1: Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> this is In a Kiefer Sutherland by Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, got exactly
0: I. that. Exactly that. I mean, I, I, I listened to like, the up till the first chorus and thought really needs one more season of 24 to stop this (laughs) from happening
1: you know how sad is it that he's not even getting like the uh the um william shatner like joke like haha he put out an album press people are just like uh, there's no music out this week, oh, so Kiefer Sutherland's he, music
0: He definitely is trying to Do a proper album It's not like William William Shatner just turns up And does a voiceover set to music Like William, I, I, This song I heard was terrible But you can definitely hear that Kiefer Sutherland Is attempting some form of a musical career with D- it
1: Didn't Bruce Willis Try to become a musician at one point too? Did he? I feel like Kiefer Sutherland just does everything that Bruce Willis does
0: oh. Kind of a similar look Maybe maybe all right here's uh bad news to start the year blackberry phones stop working this week hands up who's still got a blackberry wait how am i gonna bbm my friends well you say this my main reason for doing this story is to name drop so around the time uh, a few months ago back uh, last summer that jeremy and i went out on a little date to uh guns and roses Uh, when they played at, uh, where did they play? American American Airlines. Yeah, American Airlines Center in uh, downtown Dallas. Um, do you remember we had excellent seats hell yeah. yeah yeah. these seats were so excellent that we were in the same row as the boss of the radio station that we both work for but we were at least six seats closer to the stage than him take that yeah and you know why we had those excellent seats why is that because I emailed Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses and he got us tickets <laughs> Whoop, yeah, there's that there name drop there's a name drop <laughs> but my reason for telling you this and I, I, I can't believe I didn't bring this up at the time because it's it, it's been amusing me since was that uh, i had a back and forth on email with uh duff you know to get get us on the guest list and he and i hadn't spoken for a while so we had a bit of a catch-up because um at that time guns and roses were uh managing to keep the tour together with uh covid raging so they were you know they were in their own bubbles they weren't meeting anyone so i couldn't uh get together with him uh before or after the show so we had a back and forth for like you know a little catch-up and That was all very nice. And something I noticed on each of his emails, his email signature, Duff McKagan's email signature says, sent from my BlackBerry. Now, when was the show? It was like... September of 2021. Wow, he's still holding out for that. I and I, 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 I was unsure as to whether he genuinely was still using a BlackBerry or whether he just put that as his signature because it's funny. Either way, I like I like either option. I, you know, I like the
1: thought that like maybe he, Duff is super humorous, but I'm sorry, you know, that's absolutely him still using a BlackBerry. Kevin Hart has this joke where he talks about how like you can tell what a year a celebrity was at their peak right. most famous because their style never changes from that year right. which is why like you still see like Mick Jagger dancing around in leather pants or like mm-hmm. you see like old basketball player Allen Iverson Iver, Allen Iverson still rocking the rag and baggy pants Clearly, Duff's best
0: year was like the early 2000s where he was just (laughs) crushing it on Brick Breaker. Well, see, it's funny you say that because my introduction to BlackBerry and the only time I ever felt like I was ahead of the curve with technology was because of Duff McKagan and Slash, who at the time were in Velvet Revolver. Remember when they had the band that was like Guns N' Roses, but with Scott Weiland, right? right? So Velvet Revolver uh, was a new band at the time. It was early 2000s. And um, Slash and Duff came into my radio show in the UK. And at this time, BlackBerry was so brand new that even my friends that were into tech didn't know what BlackBerry was, right? Now, this is how long ago it was. I saw Slash and Duff with these these contraptions in the palm of their hands, like before we did that, like the glue to them. And I said, uh, what's that? Because it didn't look like, a, you know, the cell phone at right. the time.
1: There was no flip. There was no right.
0: antenna. And uh, this is what Slash says to me. He goes, man, it's this new thing it's called blackberry they've given them to the whole band because they want us to promote them and i said what well, it's a phone and slash goes it's better than a phone you can get email on it <laughs> and, and i went really and he goes yeah i've started calling it the crackberry because it's so addictive he invented the nickname invented Crackberry it. because no one right and i swear to you right so i said you can get email on the on the move? What kind of voodoo is this? So he's like, yeah, look, look, this is my email, blah, 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 blah. And they show me. And I literally went straight from that Velvet Revolver interview, it was pre-recorded one afternoon, to one of the main cell phone stores in central London on that day because I was so into the idea that you could get email on the go. And I said... I'm about to name drop I've just been with Slash Was in Guns N' Roses He's got a new band That's not important What is important is He's got this thing And the guys in the store went What's a BlackBerry They had to look it up On their computer Right And anyway I got one eventually that week but literally no one knew what a blackberry was it was the only time i've been ahead of the curve you're on the cutting edge i was on the cutting edge i the the first people the first three people on planet earth to get email on the go were slash duff and me what you know let me so what back when we saw guns
1: and roses we discussed a lot like because it was, we were both very impressed by the show. Like, what is it that's keeping this band together? BlackBerry. Well, let me. Well, clear. Let me ask you this: Was there ever a time that Slash and Duff didn't get along? Uh, because if you remember back day, I'm pretty sure Slash did one of those early iPod silhouette commercials where it was like dancing around and it just showed the people in the silhouette. Right. And I, I have a theory that at one point Slash. He, he gave up on BlackBerry. He, like the rest of the world, went to iPhone. And Duff, Duff was holding out. Duff for years has been holding out. And you know who else was clearly holding out? Axl Rose. And Axl Rose and Duff McKagan clearly were left to only BBM <laughs> each other over the last 15 years while the world left BlackBerry. And that, that is clearly what got the band back together.
0: So once BlackBerry ends this week... Axel can't be on time anymore? No, it's going to be like the world world ended. The whole world is going to fall apart. I
1: think BlackBerry is actually ending because Axel Rose beat Brick Breaker.
0: (laughs) I I remember getting an upgrade on BlackBerry and it gave me 10 new levels of Brick Breaker. Remember when everyone was playing Snake, like
1: fucking peasants, and all of a sudden they're like, wait, instead of just moving this log around, we can slide it and bounce a ball. Right. Crazy.
0: There was also, I think I'm right in saying, that um, BlackBerry were the only phone you used to be able to pin on a BlackBerry, right? Which was a way of sending, it would be like if you send a DM on Twitter or Instagram, right? right? Except that because of the way BlackBerry technology worked, if you pinned from one BlackBerry to another, there was something that was uh, more secure about that form of messaging because you were literally sending it somehow from one handset to another handset. Right, they had their own messenger. Right, and, th- and those messages couldn't be intercepted because there was the joke that when Obama finished his second term, the biggest thing he was looking forward to was being able to get an iPhone, because for security reasons the oh, president right. could only have a Blackberry because of the... Oh, they have
1: encrypted, it's right. encrypted. Right, and, right. And, and
0: you know, that, so you know the other person Is who... Is that why my drug dealer still uses a Blackberry? <laughs> you know the other Person who also only used Blackberry to big right Madonna (laughs) that makes sense, right? Big, I know someone who worked with Madonna, right? And uh, she used to like it, I think partly because of the security of it, but also, see, this is again because I was at the cutting edge of technology with Blackberry, I remember exactly how they worked. If you pinned, right. The text would come up in red, right? So, anyone in Madonna's circle, they'd all have to have blackberries, and they the blackberry would go ding, and they'd be like, Oh my god, I've got a red, it's a red, it's a red, it's M, it's M, it's M, it's M, it's M. and they'd be like, She'd want breakfast or something. I don't know. That would be like, <laughs> so. Do you realize
1: that this knowledge of Blackberry proves that you peaked in 2004, like right before iPhones came out? Yeah, yeah 100%. percent <laughs> absolutely fine with that.
0: I don't th- the last 20 years, no, it's okay, man. I peaked when I was like three. <laughs> it was all downhill from yeah. that it was an adorable baby boy. i've got a friend who uh who's kept a couple of blackberries in a drawer like he was so attached <laughs> to them he's actually got them as if they're like some sort of antique
1: he's thinking they're like beanie babies like watching uh, 30 years it's gonna be fucking expensive uh,
0: he and i have got a job because back when i uh, i had several blackberries and and then i went to iphone This is one of my best friends. His name is John. He One day, he threatened to stop talking to me if I ditched the black... This would have been about... (laughs) I want to say this was probably like 2010, right? Oh, wow. And he went... If you are going to go to iPhone then this might be the end of our friendship like you cut right so we've had a long run No, I did go to iPhone and he didn't he stop kept talking up the to me okay, good. Yeah so the friendship although in jeopardy wasn't a, a, He probably a, spent like 2 weeks not talking to you, and he was like uh, I probably went a well far on that Yeah one. yeah yeah and um but I sent him a screenshot of this article today, saying old oh, BlackBerry phones will stop working from tomorrow. And his response to, was to send me another photo, which was he'd opened his drawer with like two old Blackberries <laughs> in it that clearly don't work anymore that he's just clinging onto. He
1: needs to figure out a way to turn those phones
0: into NFTs tomorrow. <laughs> but so it gets back to our original point: Do we genuinely believe Duff McKagan is still using BlackBerry, or did he? Because or did he just choose that as he? signature you have
1: to email him just to see if tomorrow the signature changes or
0: he never emails me again and that's because he's lost email <laughs> no, no fuck more fuck communication I'm like, oh my god i
1: only <laughs> speak through carrier pigeons and guitar messages and
0: then when they do like the revamped behind the music they'll go well you know circa 1999 guns and roses broke down because Axel went insane and wanted to make an industrial album and fired all the band. But then we got back together again. But then in 2022, BlackBerry stopped working and so did the band. That was it. (laughs) That's the end. Yeah, yeah, you know. (laughs) That's what's going to go this on. This is
1: actually going to be the end of classic rock altogether. This is, like the, what, this is what the Mayans predicted. It wasn't that the world was going to end in 2012. It was that all these aging rock stars who are stuck using their BlackBerries because they don't want to admit to themselves that they're living in the future will no longer have any way of communicating. We'll never get a tour again. Yeah. You're going to see a lot more Taylor Swift, my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, um, perhaps it's why Betty White decided she did enough. She's like, they're discontinuing BlackBerry. I'm out.
1: You know, I was thinking about this because, you know, as we know, every rule with celebrity death is the rule of threes. They never die individually; it's always three. So we have John Madden, which yeah. was horrible. Then we had Betty White, which was earth shattering. I saw some people trying to include like Harry Reid in that, which yes, yeah, sad that an uh, old important politician died, but like he's not mm. on their level mm. by any means. Clearly, the third rule here is BlackBerry.
0: BlackBerry's dying. <laughs> Do you think, bit like my buddy John saying, if you go to iPhone back in 2010, if you go to iPhone, I am never going to speak to you again. Someone said to Betty White, hey, listen, we need to uh, get you an iPhone because BlackBerry's finishing next week and you need to be contactable because we're doing that 100-year Betty White-like thing at AMCs across the whole country. And she went... No more brick breaker <laughs> I'm
1: out is, is Betty White not the greatest Comedian troll of all time I mean she saw all this press for her 100th birthday She said bet watch what I can
0: do <laughs> Well Now I might have a Slightly controversial take on this Obviously it's very sad when anyone dies And people have made a, a big issue of the fact That if she'd have uh, hung around For another two weeks She would have got to 100 But how much effort is it to keep on hanging around when you get to 99? She, can you imagine what it was like to live in that body for at least the last 10 years? Oh, even, sure. even if you're in relatively good health,
1: right? Not to mention because of COVID, like, she's probably been doing nothing for the last two years. When
0: your body is 99 years old, it ain't no fun. And she probably just went, I've, I've had enough. Like, people, because, you know, I like the golden girls golden girls and scented candles the two gayest things about me <laughs> Um exactly and uh, but so people were messaging me on the day that she died going oh Betty White died and I saw a bunch of people mostly gays going oh I'm in tears I can't believe it our princess has died and I was saying oh. She was 99. Right. The response to anyone who sent me a message like going, oh, aren't you sad about Betty White? My response was... But she was 99. I'd have been ready to knock it on the head.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, we've had enough.
0: Well, no, but literally not, not you only not that, think- like,
1: how, how bad do you feel for her? I mean, like, Ryan Reynolds was literally keeping her alive for booty calls. <laughs> like, she can't handle that at 99. He's a young stud. He has lots of energy.
0: <laughs> I do like the fact that uh, out of all of the tributes, OJ got on board, right? Uh, <laughs> because, because the world cannot rest until we hear OJ's opinion. OJ, OJ uh, tweeted, I did not kill that woman. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh, you know out of everyone but again now see I've mentioned this before I feel a bit guilty being as entertained by O.J. as I am. Right. But he is very entertaining.
1: It's like you you want to hate the Naked Gun movies, but in the end, the Naked Gun movies are hilarious. Let's get a sequel going. Let's throw O.J. in one. And
0: once again, while everyone was going, oh, God, it's so Now, again, it, it's, it is sad. Betty White died. But 99, ready to knock it on the right. head. right? So while everyone else was going, oh, God, Betty White's died. I'm in tears. I can't cope with it. OJ didn't say that. He said, oh, it's sad she died. When she used to live around the corner, her cats kept escaping and going to my house, and she used to show up to get them back. Like, that's a bad story. (laughs) And I'd wave a knife over my head and say, get your cats off my lawn. (laughs) However, that is not my favorite OJ from the last few days. No. My favorite OJ, see, again, this is what I mean when I'm like, he needs his own news channel. Well,
1: Fox uh, News, CNN, MSNBC, OAN, OJ Live.
0: <laughs> it would take over the world. OAN, OJN. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like uh, it's just him giving opinions right. on stuff. So hey there, Twitter world. That's his show. <laughs> there you go. Right. And so if him uh, telling stories about Betty White and her escaping cats wasn't amusing enough, then uh, yesterday Antonio Brown now what he just stormed off during the game right with the buccaneers so
1: he's saying that he had an ankle injury and he told the team he wasn't willing to he was too hurt to play the team is kind of denying that and saying he just didn't want to play so they told him if you don't want to play get off this team and he took that as i am going to leave the state of new jersey right now during the middle of the game
0: right right is it a bit like i've just remembered this right there's this famous story about Fleetwood Mac. Now, you know Fleetwood Mac where everyone was fucking everyone else right. and all that kind of stuff, right? And the the, the, the the it was very contentious the entire time the band was together. But the most contentious relationship in Fleetwood Mac is Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, right? It was. And there was a time... Uh, I think it was in either late 80s or early 90s where they're trying to do something like make new music. Right. And Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks have a massive row in the studio, right? To the extent that John McVie has to step in, John McVie, the bassist, and he says to Lindsey Buckingham, I think you need to leave. And he meant the studio that day because the row is so bad, but Lindsey Buckingham left the band. <laughs> it's, it's, are we having that kind of right. uh, the Fleetwood Mac scenario for, Antonio Brown thought he was going to leave the game, but he actually left the they Buccaneers. Said, no, yeah, you're leaving the team. <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, right? the best,
1: the best. So I, I told you, um, you know, last night when this news broke, I I just started googling. Um, Antonio Brown. Just, you know, I want to see if there are any stories because I, you know, I was watching the game, but I, you know, I had it on Red Zone. They kind of flipped on like, hey, this is what happened. All of a sudden, Antonio Brown left their game. I want to see what the news was about. You know, whenever you Google something, the, the top stories come up and sometimes the Twitter reaction mm. to if there's a big story comes up. And, you know, usually they're giving like verified NFL accounts, you know, Adam Schefter, NFL's uh, official Twitter page. Mm. No, the first tweet, came from OJ Simpson's Twitter account with the caption, inexcusable. (laughs) Because if there's one thing OJ Simpson knows, it is inexcusable acts. (laughs) You know what's more inexcusable than leaving your team (laughs) mid-game? Here's OJ to tell us more.
0: (laughs) See, this is what I mean. This is why I feel guilty. Because... He's the gift that keeps on giving in that regard. Like, yeah, he's, just a, not that. like he's just like it did. Antonio Brown takes his jersey off and walks off leaving the team. How dare you? And OJ Simpson goes, inexcusable. <laughs> I cannot abide this. I will not abide someone who is not a team player, said OJ Simpson. He's
1: like in the video, he's watching the game. It looks like in some sort of clubhouse, probably in the golf course he's on. And like, right. he, he kind of mentions like, yeah, me and all the people here. And as he says that, people are like looking down, like, don't mention me, OJ. <laughs> the world cannot know we're friends yeah
0: yeah hmm. the juice is loose well looser than ever now yeah. he can go wherever he wants yeah. right he's got that he's a properly free man we covered that a few weeks ago on this uh on this very podcast inexcusable I mean listen Again, YouTube TV, if you want to sponsor Digi America, we're very open to that. I've done a big selling point on the fact that you've got Hallmark now, you've got MTV Classic, five hours of Metal Madness every night with Dio on the logo. We love it. What about the OJ channel? <laughs> OJN. If you if you get OJN on, on as part of your new services on YouTube TV, I reckon you can take that sixty-five dollars to at least sixty-seven a month.
1: I, I would honestly I would bet as horrible as it is, I know
0: I shouldn't support OJ, but God, if he does anything. Anything I'm, I'm buying. I'm all in. He's just, it, I'm, st- and and again, another question that we've asked on this podcast before, I, and I don't know the answer to this. Is he genuinely nuts, or is he brilliantly trolling all of us? I don't know. Yes,
1: <laughs> both. <laughs> like he has to know. He has to know when he's typing inexcusable. Like there might, <laughs> there might be a better word here. Not good. I mean, <laughs> like what Antonio Brown was bad in terms of football, but no, it's kind of excusable. You know what's not excusable? Murder.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, We're done today. Thank you for hanging out with uh, the uh, season debut. Season three, episode one, I mean, we won't be able to count the till. Look at us getting to uh, season three, debuting a new season for the new year. with the uh, podcast version of Cobra Kai. Take that, Joe Rogan. Uh, if you want to get in touch, digiamerica.com is our website. You can message through there. Uh, I'm also available on the socials uh, on Instagram, Camfield off the radio on uh, Twitter, Ian Camfield. All right. Twitter, Ian Camfield, Instagram, Camfield off the radio. Didyouamerica.com is our website. Uh, For those of you who listen to this show in anything approaching real time, uh, we'll be back with another one on Thursday. Thank you for hanging out with this one today.